When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can I make an observation? As Demonze's on-air talent gotten better, dude, his his stability to do the blue-collar manual labor that he was originally hired to do has really, really fallen off. In fact, before you had an on-air role, you know what I used to occasionally hear that I I I don't know that I've heard since before the playoffs started. Certainly in the playoffs. Do you know what it was? What you used to hear? Hey, do you want some coffee? That's 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 gone. It's <laughs> just gone. It's just beneath you now. Whoa! I'm up here pouring my own coffee, heating it up, like all this stuff. Like it's just you know, it's the evolution of you know a personality. All right, welcome in another episode of What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show. I think we are around episode 30, but I have lost the exact count because we have done these bonus episodes surrounding the NBA Finals. One more off-schedule episode coming this Friday where we will either be reacting to the Warriors winning the championship or reacting to the Boston Celtics forcing a Game 7 We will get into everything from game six in a moment. But first, before we get into what we're not talking about, as we all always do to start the show, I do want to say I'm proud of Demonze. Demonze is rallying today. He last night was, I think, the most crushing loss of your life as a sports fan. Yeah, very frustrating to watch. And you might say, really, the, the, the Celtics have lost in the finals in a game seven. When the Celtics lost in the finals of the game seven, Demonze was t- 12, t- yeah, 11 years old. Yeah, yeah uh, you were 11 years old, and I don't even think you were a real, you were a Celtics fan. You were a Celtics fan then, but you, you're a little kid. You didn't right. care as much. And then when you were playing college basketball, you weren't as invested, like in yeah, the was, pro, in the NBA. I was worried about my career. Exactly right. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. No, I, I'm not talking <laughs> trash, but you, so Demonze rallying this morning so i'm proud of him we will get into the game in just a moment but before that let's discuss what we will not be discussing on today's show which is a bit of an oxymoron but it's how we do it anyway baker mayfield to the panthers i think that's going to happen by the way bonus take i think that's going to happen i think it's going to happen soon a weatherman roasts the dallas cowboys demonte showed me this tweet it was actually the rare actually pretty funny one-liner from a local weather guy. And can Demonze name a team in the Stanley Cup finals? I'm not going to ask you to do it. Here's the thing. I can't. With Stanley, is that like race cars? <laughs> okay, well, that's worse than what I would have done there. That's hockey. Oh. That's the NHL finals. I know that the Rangers were playing the Lightning to make it to the Stanley Cup finals. I don't know who won that series. I know the Rangers lost a big game, and I only know that because we saw Palinka. Palinka. 
Uh, no, not Palinka. Palinka um, is the GM of the Lakers. St- stalk. He got in a fight. He just got in a fight. Okay, I don't know anything about hockey uh, either, buddy. This is I was letting you off the hook, and uh, now you're going race cars and Lakers. It's like a Mad Libs of incorrect sports takes. Uh, Let's just get into the show. Speaking of incorrect sports takes, you said anyone that thought the Celtics weren't going to win the title was an idiot. No, what's to be put in an asylum? What's What's wild is uh-huh. that was not that tweet. The tweet where I said that they needed to be publicly watched yeah. was. Uh-huh. If you don't think the Celtics are winning this series, oh. if you want to go back and fact check that. Okay, all right. So what are we so. starting with? Go ahead. Um, we are starting with Golden State yeah. winning game five, yeah. obviously. Carried by Andrew Wiggins, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird because everybody's saying that, you know, the finals experience will matter. But you got this guy, Andrew Wiggins, coming well, that, on. Well, and- that's an interesting point. Because the Warriors do have all the finals experience, but the one guy without the finals experience was their best player last night. Is that's leading an the charge. Point. I hadn't thought about that, but okay, uh, go ahead. And that's especially tough for you. I, the Wiggins I'm, thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the tweet that, listen, I want to say, before you even get to your question, I want to say one thing about the Wiggins thing. I've given my last apology for the Wiggins take. I have given my pound of flesh. I have had <laughs> enough people come after me. I have owned it as publicly as anyone can ever own an incorrect take. At this point, I think bringing it up to me is cyberbullying. I think I think it is. I think we have passed the threshold of where it's harassment. At this yeah, it's point. harassment. But okay. But what's the question? Yeah, great win for Golden State. But I gotta say, Celtics in seven. What oh, do you think? Well, the Celtics. I mean, Celtics in eight isn't yeah. an option. So yeah. seven's the only viable route. Here's what I think. I think that it is concerning the way they've lost the last two games. What is particularly concerning is that last night, and this is not breaking news, but it does, we can't gloss over it. They lost a game where Steph was terrible. And you can't lose when, if you're, I don't want to say you can't, but you have put yourself in an incredibly rough spot when for the first time in Steph Curry's entire playoff career, and we'll get more on him in a moment, he doesn't hit a three and you lose the game. I do believe Boston's going to win game six. In fact, if I didn't think it would be such a miserable experience. I thought about this last night. Was should you and I go to game six? It's a four-hour drive to Boston. Go to game six and then drive back after. And I'd be home in time for the TV show. Right. What, has, what made me lean against it was I, I envisioned. I, what are you shaking your head about? Tell uh, no, me. No, I mean, like. Tell this, me. Cutting it that close to like driving back to, you know. Oh, right that's not what I'm. No, no, no. No, in in if the Celtics were to like, this won't happen. But if we were to go out there and they lost, that's it, just, oh, that's not a fun ride. But that's not what that's not what I had visions of. I actually think because even though I picked the Celtics and I'm going to stick with it, I'm not going to flip flop twice in this series. Yeah. I mean, I'm already putting myself in the position to be wrong twice in it's one. A series. little bit of shame. Just brutal. And I do believe they're going to win game six. And they've shown they can win a game seven on the road. They did it against Miami. And I still, the Warriors are going to win the title possibly. And I'm still going to believe they're not that good. Like, I just don't think this Warriors team's that good. But they're one game away from the title. But the reason I decided against us going out there is, even though I picked the Celtics, Celtic fans hate me. And I don't think you are prepared for the level of vitriol towards me in that building. And I absolutely could see a scenario where you end up getting in a fight on my behalf. <laughs> and I was like, I can't put you in that position. I can't bring you to Boston 
And all of a sudden, like I would absolutely like have to be prepared to have like a drink thrown at me. uh, When Bomani and I went out there four years ago for a Celtics Cavs game, it got it got hairy at times. And I was way less hated four years ago by Celtic fans. All right. So we're not going to go. I do think we're going to get a game seven. I am going to stick with the Celtics because I do think they can play so much better. And that was the story to me of game five. And that was, was so frustrating for you is it was the same old turnovers. And, and they were at critical points. Like, I, I wish they would have gotten some of those turnovers at a different position. But sometimes they got those turnovers right when we got the lead. I know Jason, Jason Tatum started the third quarter with the turnover. Was it the second quarter? But it, it was just turnovers when we'd absolutely just yeah. at a different time. And please. the end of the third quarter, that pool bank shot, those shots are worth like six points. Yeah. I know they're worth three, but they it feels like they're It almost seems points. like you're cursing us. Oh, what do you mean? Because I, I said mean, Wiggins stunk, and now he's been good. And I said, change the pick. You said pool oh. sucked. You said Wiggins sucked. Pool's hitting these. Okay, pool um, is not good. No, no, no. He's, I'm he not wrong on Jordan, great, Poole. but like those threes, definitely. They, you know what? They turned the tide. I'm we would have had the lead if the Celtics come back to win this title. I'm gonna recreate my Andrew Wiggins take word for word. As Jordan Poole take. I'm going to look into the camera and say, Jordan Poole is a bad basketball player. And thanks to him, Steph Curry will never win another NBA title. I'm just going to, I'm going to walk down that same exact road. All right. Speaking of Steph, I think we need to get to him. Go ahead. Curry was off in game five to say the least. He didn't hit a three in a game for the first time since November, 2018. And I think the double standard is crazy because I saw this little graphic of, you know, they say Curry has no help, and they said LeBron had no help in, uh, was it 2018. 2018? Yes. But when you compare the numbers to LeBron's no-help teammates to of Curry's no-help teammates, it's a drastic difference, and it's like he's got no help, but he was carried last well, night. Well, so that's but, the thing. That's what's frustrating to me is, listen, they won, so he shouldn't get criticized that much. That's how we always do it. Right. If, if they had lost and he had played poorly, he'd be getting crushed this morning, but they won so we can we can overlook the fact that it was a that, that was his fifth career really bad finals game and you know lebron hasn't had a really bad finals game since 2011 he's been to eight finals since right. then but we still bring it up durant to his credit has never had a really bad finals game right giannis now he's only been there for six games giannis never had a bad finals game step and what's also unbelievable is this was steph's fifth career and by really bad i mean game score in the single digits per basketball reference. Fifth time it's happened. They're three and two in those games. Now, everyone knew that Steph had a ton of help before this year. And I don't, I do think Steph is carrying this team offensively for, through giant stretches. When the games, when Clay is off, they have no one else that's a reliable scorer. And his gravity alone, obviously, makes them a dangerous offense. But Van Gundy compared them to the 2018 Cavs. The 2018 Cavs, it, LeBron had to score 48 times that playoff <laughs> run. We wanted to throw Steph a parade for scoring 40 once in the finals. It, there was a game against the Warriors, game one of the finals, where LeBron scored 51, 8, and 8, and they lost. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. That is the frustrating thing for me with Steph, is because I won't call him top 10 all time, I'm a hater. Here's the spoiler alert. 
I don't think anyone actually thinks he's top 10. I think they just like to say it. Because, and I've done this before, but I'll do it again quickly. No order here. But if you have Kareem, LeBron, and Jordan as three, Wilton, Russell, Bird, and Magic, Kobe, and Duncan, and then Shaq and Akeem, that's 11 guys. So for Steph to be top 10, you got to be picking two of those guys that he's better than. I don't think anyone actually thinks that. Right. And I'm, I'll give him the nod over KD, give him the nod over Giannis. Even in that example, I gave him the nod over Dr. J, which is very, is very borderline right now. I, but people just say these things. Just like I'm telling you, I guarantee you, if Steph is bad in game six or even just mediocre, do you know what will immediately be discussed? His foot injury? Yes. <laughs> As if we didn't see game four. Right. It's a weird thing. Hell, Bill Simmons on his podcast today, and he's Celtics fan, said, well, you got to wonder if Steph's injured. Like, no, he just sometimes is bad. A guy, he is the greatest shooter ever, but because he is such a high, uh, uh, oh my goodness, the volume, thank you, I couldn't think of the word. Volume. High volume three-point shooter, he's going to be susceptible to these bad games that guys who consistently drive and attack the basket are not because he's not going to get as many free throws. He's not going to get as many easy looks. I just don't know why we need to. He's one of the greatest players in the history of the game. He's one of the most important players in the history of the game. Yeah, I don't know why we need to embellish when the truth tells a good enough story. All right, what's next? Jason Tatum was very frustrating to been has been very frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, he's either on fire or airballing threes or a little coming up short on layups. Yeah. Uh, he's now five for 21 in the fourth quarter. Uh, That's is, the problem. But go ahead. Is he tired? Is he too passive? What's going on? Here? I, listen, I think he's 24 years old and he's in his first finals. Yeah. And I think the I, how many times have I said to you while we're watching the game? Moments a little big for him. A few. Uh, and it's he he see, the only thing he seems comfortable doing is contested threes yes absolutely right (laughs) step back threes and contested threes he seems comfortable he seems uneasy driving he seems uneasy dribbling defensively he's been good i'll give him credit and he's finding a way to impact the game this is why i think this is what superstars do even when they're not playing well they impact the game so he's not playing well but he's still giving you 23 7 and 7 now the turnovers are bad but jalen brown's been worse to me handling the ball. Jalen Brown was a huge problem in game five. But here's the other thing for Tatum that I find so fascinating. If you were to ask a casual fan, what is the, when you say Jason Tatum highlight, what is the play you think of? I don't know if there, if one specific moment comes to your mind, but there, I think for most people it is. It's the layup. The, oh, the, you're talking about the, oh, lay, the layup Sorry. against the Nets. That's from this year. But one highlight, it's the dunk over LeBron as a rookie in the Eastern Conference and Finals. The flex. And the flex yeah. and the bump LeBron, the whole thing. I say that, and then let me ask you this. When's the last time you remember Jason Tatum dunking? He has not dunked. It's so I, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, it, it's like he, he is around the basket uneasy and unsure. Yeah. And it's really affecting him. Now, 
That's one of the reasons why I think the Celtics are live is we saw him have some struggles in round two against Giannis. And then in game six, on the road, not at home, but on the road, had the best game of his life. I don't think they need 46 from Jason Tatum to win. But I, what I do think is this, and this is why I still am holding out a little, you know, more than a little hope for that Boston can win this. We know, or I feel like we know, Steph can score 35 and the Warriors could still lose. Yeah. I think if Tatum scores 35, the Celtics absolutely win. Because I do trust the rest of the cast, even though they haven't played up to that level. All right, quickly, because we're out of time. What's last? Next podcast is out Friday after yeah. Game 6. Hopefully, we're previewing, previewing Game 7. Obviously, I'm with the Celtics, but I need to hear a verbal Yeah, no, I me. listen, I'm picking the Celtics in Game 6. Uh, in fact, I want to check. What do you think the line is? I guarantee the Celtics are favored. I'll, I'll tell you that. But I haven't looked yet. What do you think the Celtics are favored by? How many points? Mm. Last context, last night the Warriors were favored by four. four. It is Boston by three and a half. Three and a half. Boston by three and a half. I like Boston in game six. We'll see. We'll have a game seven in San Francisco. Ooh, that'd be crazy. The Warriors lose two game sevens in their own building during this dynastic run. All right, no. take a quick break. Come right back. Talk a little stuff other than game five of the finals next on What's Right. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast. Another reminder, this is going to come out sometime Tuesday. Hopefully you guys are listening to it same day, but whenever you listen to it, it's great. Our next episode will not be out until Friday. We're going to do a reaction to game six of the finals, either talking about what a fourth ring means for Steph, Clay, and Draymond, or talking about what a game seven is going to look like between that trio and, of course, the Boston Celtics. So that's all coming out on Friday. And we are continuing our countdown 
coming out on Sunday of the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. We are getting into the, I mean, in this week's episode that comes out, we, it's 12, 11, and 10. So we just did 15, 14, 13, which is the original Isaiah Thomas, who, by the way, tweeted out his video and talked to us about it. So that was very cool. Number 14, Giannis, and number 13, Kevin Durant, 12, 11, and 10 are coming out this Sunday. But before we get to all of that later in the week, right now, let's continue today's show. Demonze, what are we starting the second segment with? I had to balance out some of the depressing Celtics talk with some fun golf stuff. Oh, sweet. I know uh, you're excited for it. The only thing Demonze likes more than golf talk is tennis talk, tennis, so this is exactly. good. Go ahead. Um, the U.S. Open is happening this week, but that's not the story here. Mm-hmm. Phil didn't apologize for joining the LIV Tour. Uh, says he wants to play PGA events, too. Yeah, don't know if they'll uh, let him, but yeah. go ahead. Families of 9-11 victims wrote Phil and other golfers urging them to reconsider. Uh, meanwhile, Tiger turned down a high nine-figure offer to join the— Real quick, high nine-figure? Did you in your head, like, do the math on what that means? High nine figures means high oh. hundreds of millions. Yeah. So that means he—high nine figures means close to a billion-dollar offer to yeah. leave the PGA Tour— and go play on the Saudi tour, essentially. But go ahead. Which is which is very that's wild. unbelievable, wow. unbelievable. Also, that they that man, there's so much oil money that they would offer him. What they, I mean, that's what it is. It's oil money. Tiger could fix the, the the gas situation. Well, I don't know that. I don't know if he could do. However, what what they offer him? Seven hundred and fifty million dollars to come play for them. But go ahead. If you can get to the question, sorry. Uh, but. I what, interrupted you. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. What, what's your stance on golfers leaving PGA for the Saudi-backed uh, tour? Uh, free market or unethical? All right, so here's the thing. I – do I think it's unethical? Sure, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of the Saudis' politics. Uh, and I understand why 9-11 families would be even more horrified given that the majority of the hijackers that day were from, you know, Saudi Arabia. I understand that. Uh, I also understand why just Americans in general, given what, you know, it seems pretty well confirmed that the crown prince in Saudi Arabia did to the journalist uh, from the Washington Post, Jamal Khashoggi. Sorry if I mispronounced his name. I understand why you'd say, eh, don't want to be in business with them. Here's where I'm going to do a little bit of moral relativism and where I'm going to do a little bit of honesty. I think the majority of these gigantic multinational corporations that all of us to some extent or another are in bed with, there is some real moral issues with. So point being, I is there has to be a line And I understand for a lot of people, going to play on this tour crosses that line. But I also think it's a little bit of lack of awareness to act like you can have an endorsement contract. If we are saying, let me put it like this. If we are saying that the golfers who went to go play on this tour, the Saudi back tour, they are culpable in some way, shape, or form for the atrocities of that government, are we going to take this to its furthest logical conclusion? A lot of people get blackballed at that point. Right. Like, are we going to say that 
LeBron James is, you know, he, he culpable or whatever word you deserves some level of blame for the fact that I don't think Nike necessarily treats its workers overseas in Bangladesh and other places, you know, under the greatest conditions. Are we going to say that anybody that there's there are a lot of people that work for a company and if you go far enough up the corporate ladder you get to someone with some really really either bad history or bad current actions are we saying those people should you know resign not work there or are we saying ah eh, got to make a living so I understand this isn't like the hottest take in the world, but I think it is. Bomani made this point and he's correct. It is ve- If we are going to try to be truly pure, it is very hard to be a truly ethically pure capitalist because in most cases, you go high enough up the money tree, you get to some really, really morally questionable behavior. Now, is it as objectively awful as murdering and dismembering a journalist because you don't like what he wrote? No, of course not. However, do I think that, for instance, that if you were to go play, let's say, I will use you as an example for a moment, okay? Because you were talking about your basketball career earlier, all right? I, I know you had envisions of playing at some point in the NBA. And I always tried to be honest with you. And I told you that I thought brutally that if you honest, I was brutally <laughs> honest and maybe I shouldn't have been maybe, but it was, you know, you parent as best as you can, right? That I thought if you did everything, if you dedicated yourself, did everything right, I thought you could play overseas, right? That's what I thought. I thought, listen, you're tall for a real person. You'd be very small for an NBA player. I thought, I thought if everything fell right, you could play overseas. So let's just say that opportunity came about. But you got the league was based in and backed by an oppressive government. Let's say pre, how about this? Pre-war, was Brittany Griner uh, and the other women that played in this Russian league, are they are they immoral? Because in a one way, shape, or form, they're helping Putin out because even before the war, everyone kind of knew that's a bad dude. Right. The, they, a lot, I'm not a fan at all, and I don't know anybody that is, of a lot of the things China does. For guys that go play in the Chinese Basketball League, are they culpable? I don't, I, I don't think so. And so, again, I understand that this is not a clear through line. The point I'm making is I think at times folks that, set their own morals and ethics aside when it is convenient, throw stones at the low-hanging fruit easy targets. And that's what I think these live golfers or LIV golfers are. I think right now they're low-hanging fruit easy targets because everyone can say the way the Saudis do business, they, the, the, the history, all of it is abhorrent. And, and again, I'm talking about the Saudi government, not the Saudi people. Um... And I don't know how how much stone throwing from glass houses is being done. I hope that made sense. I know it was a little rambling. I think I got there. Okay, let's try to have some fun before we end the segment. 
Lamar and Kyler both reported to mandatory OTAs despite their future contracts being up in the air. Um, who last? Oh, sorry about that, guys. No, it's time to play games. This is this or that. Okay, no problem. I apologize. It's all right. Who lasts longer with their current team, Kyler or Lamar? Oh, Lamar. Well, I think Lamar is going to be a Raven for. I don't want to say his entire career because we have seen quarterback movement at the end of guys' careers. I think Lamar and the Ravens are going to stay together. They have an excellent organization. They have an excellent coach. They have maybe the best front office in football. They are consistently good. They are almost never bad. And Lamar, while not a perfect player, is an excellent player at the most important position. Kyler seemed, first of all, the Cardinals are not well run. They're not well managed. They have bad ownership, in my opinion. And I I think Kyler is more of a wild card personality-wise than right. Lamar is. So for me, this is very easy. Lamar, without a doubt. All right, what's next? Okay. Ian Rappaport said a DK Metcalf trade is not impossible. Yeah. Uh, who should trade all their picks for him? Green Bay or Can- Kansas City? Okay, definitely not Kansas City. A, the the argument for Green Bay doing it would be Aaron Rodgers has one or two years left. Let's try to win a Super Bowl right now. Future be damned. Now, right. for the record, I don't think either team's going to do this. If either of these teams wanted to pay a receiver $30 million a year, they would have just kept the receiver they had. But it would make no sense to me for the Chiefs to do this because DK it. is not as good as Tyreek. They let Tyreek walk. Now they got picks back for him, but to then go trade the same amount of picks to get DK Metcalf. Now I know he's younger, but I don't know that over the next three years, DK is going to be a better player than Tyreek. Tyreek showed you he is a first ballot hall of fame talent. Now he has had some, I think dumb comments lately that mean Tyreek, (laughs) but I think it would be illogical for the chiefs and they drafted their wide receiver. I think for the Packers, it might make sense, but it's probably neither of those teams because both of those teams are too long-term focused. Right. I think the Chiefs, it's smart because Mahomes is young. I think the Packers, it's foolish, but I don't think either of those teams. But of those two, I would say the Packers. All right, what's next? Okay. LeBron made some news on the shop this week. Mm-hmm. Which statement is a bigger clue about LeBron's future? Wants to own a Vegas NBA team or says that he'd fit in with Miami or the Warriors? Well, the first we already knew he wanted to own a team. And we also knew that Vegas was probably going to get a team eventually. Now, we're sorry, again, I'm going to break the clock because I went too long in the golf thing. So, apologies if you guys are watching. The clock today was meaningless. That's my bad. Uh, LeBron, let's talk about both these for a moment. Do you know who the biggest news of LeBron confirming he might want to own a team in Vegas? Do you know who that was? Probably Skip Bayless. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You think it was a big I feel like it might have been Skip Bayless. No, well, Skip had good. Oh, Forbes, maybe? No, 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 no. It's someone you know very well who this news was really important for. You can't figure it out? Owning a Vegas team? Why it would be. Who do you know that it would be super relevant if LeBron bought a team and it was based in Las Vegas? You. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, buddy. That's right. Oh, you don't. Listen. I love being a broadcaster, but first of all, you don't think that I could get a job in the front office if LeBron bought a team? Because I know I could. Yeah. Now, do I think he would make me president of basketball operations? I don't. But do I think I could talk to Maverick about getting an assistant GM job? I do. 
And do I think that if it's like, hey, LeBron is buying a team, he's going to put it in Akron, then I'm like, ah, can I sell that to your mom? No, I can't. If it's in Vegas, you think I could sell to your mom in five years when this happens, babe, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to uh, simplify our lifestyle a bit because assistant GM job doesn't really pay what America's most beloved sports broadcaster job pays. But we're going to Vegas. We're going to open a trintage out there, and I'm going to work for the Vegas gamblers or what, whatever it is. So that's big news for me. I'm very happy it wasn't Seattle because Seattle might get a team as well, yeah. and I don't want to live in Seattle. But I'd live in Vegas. Of course. Live in Vegas? Gamble. Gamble. Once a weekend. Yeah, once a weekend? Oh, yeah. Can't, what, once a weekend? <laughs> you live in Vegas? Part-time professional poker player? Part-time assistant GM for LeBron's team? Help LeBron win another ring? Oh, it's that the dream. Is, so that's big news for me. quite the life. That's the, you know what? I don't know we, why I didn't think of that immediately. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, that's of it. course. Let me tell you one other thing. Don't put this on social. Again, this is just for our podcast and listeners and YouTube viewers. The last time I was with Maverick, I I floated the me in the front office. <laughs> I did. I did. But now, we both, we both had each at that point drank probably three quarters each of a bottle of Lobos. Because there were two bottles of Lobos, and by the time it was over, we were together a long time watching college football, just drinking. And at one point, I was like, so, if LeBron ends up buying a team, like, you, you know, are you going to be involved? He's like, well, you know, I'll probably be like, you know, one of the you know, investors. I was like, you right. wouldn't want to be like in the front office. <laughs> and he's like, no, he's like, that's not for me. He's like, you would. I'm like, yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> now he tried to explain to me why that's not as good of a job as I think it is, but I think it'd be a good job. I think, I think yeah. so. So that's the answer. So LeBron Vegas for, for your old buddy, Nick Wright, for those purposes. Okay. I know we're way late here, but also I'm going to pull back the curtain a bit. We have been having massive internet issues, and the fact that it's been working has made me so happy. I just want to take advantage of it. So let's just keep going. Let's, right, we can do a 20-minute B block. It's fine. <laughs> Anthony ahead. Davis hasn't picked up a basketball since April 5th. Uh, it's June 14th, and the finals are on, yeah. which might make you want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Which, wait, hold on. Yeah, which, which might make you which, just said it. You said it with weird yeah. pacing. Which yeah, yeah, might yeah. make you want to play basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your reaction to this story? Uh-oh, or who cares? Okay, my reaction is uh-oh, but not for the reasons people think. Anthony Davis has always had this off-season schedule where he takes a month of nothing and then like six weeks of just like working on his body and then gets into basketball stuff. But here's the reason it's uh-oh. Bruh, your off-season program doesn't work. Like, if it's like, hey, man. I study for the test the same way every time. <laughs> and three of the last four, I've failed. Like, yeah, especially being a guy that has, like, oh, I guess he's resting. I was about to say, like, especially being a guy that gets injured a lot. Yeah, but it's like, clear whatever he's doing for his body clearly is not the right thing for his body, I would argue. Right. And as far as not shooting, my guy shot less than 20% from three this season. So I would say we maybe need to adjust the offseason a bit if we're Anthony Davis. All right, what's last? Uh, Kevin Durant and Shaq have been debating who would win on Twitter. Katie's Warriors or Shaq's Lakers? Uh-huh. Who would win? Katie's Warriors or Shaq's Lakers? Okay, so here's the thing. I believe Katie's Warriors would win. I know that surprises you. 
I also believe Shaq would average 45 a game in that series. Right. So I think that Shaq would be the single biggest mismatch. There is no one that could guard Shaq on right. that Warriors team. No, but well, there's no one that could guard prime Shaq ever, as you're going to find out when he comes up on our 50 greatest players list. Um, but it wouldn't be enough. And so here's the thing to me is keep in mind Katie's Warriors. That's when Draymond was still excellent. Right. And you've got Durant, Durant and Kobe cancel each other out. Yeah. Shaq is going to be better than Steph, but he is not going to be better than Steph and clay combined. Right. And so, and then after that, we get to the real role players. And now it's like Draymond Green and not prime, but still good Andre Iguodala versus the Lakers role players, which was like old Derek Fisher and guys that just weren't, you know, Rick Fox, Robert Ori. So I like KD's Warriors, but I do think Shaq would be 45 and 20. And you might say that's crazy. Dude averaged 36 and 15 in the finals appearances with the Lakers. Like 45 and 20 against a small, thin team right. is not outrageous. I just don't think they'd have enough apps other than Shaq. That might be the longest B block we've ever done, including eight minutes on moral relativism and then three minutes on me playing fantasy GM for a basketball team that doesn't even exist. You'll only get that type of content on What's Right. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. Final segment, What's Right with Nick Wright. Again, a reminder, Friday will be our next episode as we react to Game 6 of the finals and either the Warriors Championship or the Celtics forcing a Game 7. little quick Game 6 prediction for you. You know who I think is going to be walking through those doors for Game 6? Lil Wayne. Oh, well, maybe. Lil Wayne might be walking through those doors for Game 6. That's not why I said it. That's not who I'm talking about. Someone going to be more involved. in. You guys can start the clock. Someone that's going to be more involved in the action than Lil Wayne. Is is he an artist? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He's gonna he's gonna have an impact on the result. You know, who I could see getting the old tap on the shoulder to referee a game six to give the NBA a game seven. <laughs> oh, Scotty Foster! 
Old Scott yeah. Foster. Haven't seen him in the finals in a little bit. Yeah. Could we see old Scotty Foster uh, just, you know, maybe lean a little Celtics green to make sure we get a game seven? I think we could. I mean, in Scott Foster's defense, the refing wasn't. It wasn't great. Stellar. Wasn't great. But also, it, also, here's the other thing. In Marcus Smart's anti-defense, in Marcus Smart, in attack of Marcus Smart, you, Jordan Poole got you on the thing you've gotten people on for years, which is the, you get someone swipes in the general vicinity of your face, doesn't touch you, and you throw your head back like you've been sniped. Yes. And you get the foul, you get the foul call. And the other one is this. Marcus Smart, it's a five-point game in the fourth quarter. Steph is on the bench. There is one shooting threat out there, real shooting threat out there. I'm not sure if Poole's out there or not, so maybe two. Clay Thompson, you're guarding him. You're the defensive player of the year. And maybe don't flop and slide for 13 feet. Maybe just D him up. Maybe just D up a guy that can't dribble. Now, the refereeing was bad. I didn't like Udoka's technical. I didn't like the phantom tr- call when the guy tripped himself. Uh, Gary Payton, I think. All of that. But that's not what I wanted to talk about in this segment. What I want to talk about in this segment is, and you can be honest with me here, and I'm treading lightly, and if I sound like I'm talking a little quieter, it's because I'm a little nervous to discuss this in the house, but I'm going to. Do you think it's fair that your mom mocks me as much as she does for all of a sudden playing video games again? I think it's... um. We're afraid too. We're both afraid. We're both just walking around this house just terrified. But go um, ahead. Uh no, I mean she said when she was leaving yesterday, I'm because we were we mentioned FIFA, which I listen, have I become I I I stuck my toe in the Fortnite waters, not for me. I I played a couple games of Madden. I like Madden from the strategic standpoint. But I, with Madden, the only thing I've ever really liked to do on that is uh, build a team and simulate seasons. Right. And I don't have time for that. FIFA, on the other hand, is like a true love of my life. Yeah. I love it. And Demonze walked in the office the other day and said, are you in training camp? Yeah. Because you saw me I was, and I was like, yeah, how, how am I going to beat these you know, young European kids right. if I don't go to training? And he's like, Wait, you're like you're actually doing training drills. I was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, like it's the off season. Yeah, well, it's never the off season. But your mom, when she heard us talking about this before, she didn't like podcast, your dominant con- comment. She said, "Yeah, I'm real happy that my 37 year old husband yeah. is playing video games." To which my question is, it's a dagger. But is there? Am I supposed to age out of video games? Am I? I've been saying this for like the last two years of my life. Oh, D- Danielle, do you want to chime in just for a moment? Hold on. Will you, if you just come here so people can hear you on the microphone at least. You see, this is what I'm, we're worried about. I'm never going to age out of video games, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as long as they keep releasing new systems, I feel like, and the systems keep getting, guess, guess, you know what? How about this? Can a 14-year-old afford an $800 PS5? No. <laughs> so you know who they're making them for? For me and Dampu. Do you want... It's, it's okay to play, but you can't play three times a day. What? Every day. You cannot play three times a day. Every day is too much. You have other shit you need to do. But I feel like... You, oh, do you want to come really sit with us? 
It's childish. It's childish. See, I knew. See, she thinks it's childish. It's very childish. Whoa. But I'm getting good at it. At least it's not wasted time. I mean, I am getting good at it. I am getting good at it. We'll see you guys on Friday.